some prophecy has yet to be fulfilled. It's, he is forthtelling. He's telling what is going to happen. And in this particular case, he says, Judah and Jerusalem, there's hope. It'll come about in the last days. Now, some people think they're talking about in these next three or four verses is, is going to be in the new Jerusalem, um, the new heavens and the new earth. Some people think that it'll be in the millennium, the thousand year rule of rule and reign. I'm in that camp. I, I don't have any particular scholarship. It's just what I've been taught. <clears throat> but uh, that's that's where that's where we are in that particular thing. I want you to hold a finger there in <coughs> zero, which is Micah. And when I when we talked about uh, uh, this uh, on our little chart, I told you that Micah and Isaiah were contemporaries. And uh, they, they prophesied to the same people, and they prophesied about the same time. So we'll, we'll, look at, we'll look at that. So just hold a finger at Micah chapter 3, and let's continue reading. And, and um, in Isaiah chapter 2, beginning with verse 2. Nevins, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains and will be raised above the hills, and all the nations will stream to it. And many people will come and say, Let us go up to the mount of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob, that he may teach us concerning his ways, and that we may walk in his paths. For the law will go forth from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he will between the nations, and will render decisions for many people. And they will hammer their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift up sword against nation, and never again will they learn war. Now, Turn to Micah chapter 3. <clears throat> and uh, let's see. I'm sorry, Micah chapter 4. <clears throat> let's begin with verse 2. If you want to stay in Isaiah and we read this. Many nations will come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord and to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us about his paths, his ways, and that we, we may walk in his paths. For from Zion will go forth the law, even the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he will judge many people and render decisions for mighty distant nations. They will hammer their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not lift sword against nation, and never again will they train for war. It's almost word for word 
the, the difference. It's not surprising. They were in the same place. They prophesied to the same people. They may have even compared notes, but the same scripture is there. Uh, you've heard me say before that God didn't have to say anything but one time for it to be correct and for it to be right. He says it over and over and over by different people in the same manner. We need to take take note. <clears throat> so, the phrase here, there's a couple of phrases that are important to lead us to where we are. Number one is that the latter part of verse 2, and all nations will stream to it. And when we look down <clears throat> verse 4, he says, he will judge between the nations. And then the, the beating their fire shares into pretty goods. I suppose if there's anything that people have always wanted was this idea of world peace. Um, it seems like that every time we have a new administration in, in Washington, one of the things that they want to do is get the Israelis and the Palestinians together. Um, this is not original with me, but until Jesus comes, they won't ever be in peace in the Middle East. Uh, and that's that's just the way it is because it's oil and vinegar. We've gone back to Esau and have, uh, and, and uh, uh, Esau, Ishmael, and they've talked about that. So in this particular case, uh, the scripture that says they're going to beat their plowshares into uh, hammer their swords into plowshares and spears into pruning tools. Okay. Um, uh, go with me to um, uh, it's page 200 in your little Bible in the New Testament Revelation 20 Revelation 20 it's um, to the back of the book and somebody says if you're ready you will um, Revelation chapter Now, the timing of this, I'm not going to go out on a limb right now for another time, but this is what Scripture says, and I'm certainly not going to argue with Scripture. <coughs> Revelation 20, beginning with verse 1. And I saw an angel coming down from heaven, holding the keys of the abyss in a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan. And he bound him for a thousand years. And he threw him into the abyss and shut it and sealed it over, so that he would not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were complete. After these things, he must be released for a short time. Then I saw the thrones, and they that sat on them, and the judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of the testimony of Jesus and because of the word of God. And those who had not worshipped the beast or his image had not received the mark on their forehead or in their hand. And they came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until a thousand years were completed. This is the first lesson. Lesson in 
holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over these second death, excuse me, over these the second death has no power, but they will be priests and God, uh, priests of God and of Christ, and will reign for him a thousand years. <clears throat> if the devil is bound. <clears throat> That pretty much guarantees peace. Guarantees peace. So, what Isaiah is telling Judah in Jerusalem, the day is going to come when you're going to have peace. But it's not yet. He changes his tune when he goes to chapter to verse 5. And he says, let's look at where we are today. And he says in verse 5, Come, house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Is the God of the Old Testament the same God we serve today? Well, if God told the people in Judah to obey him and love him and Follow my commandments. Does that apply to us today? So he starts off here. He says, walk in the light of the Lord. Walk in the light of the Lord. For you have abandoned your people, the house of Jacob. This is people of people here. Because they are filled with influences from the east. They are soothsayers like the Philistines, and they strike bargains with their children of foreigners. <clears throat> There's, we've abandoned a lot of things, a lot of times in the life of the Lord's goodness. <clears throat> Let me ask you another question. Um, no, I'm not going to go there. Uh, I didn't get clearance. But we, uh, verse 7. He says, Their lands have been filled with silver and gold. There is no end to their treasures. Their land has also been filled with horses. And there is no end to the chariots. Their land has also been filled with idols. They work the work of their hands with which their fingers have made. So the common man has been humbled and the man of importance has been abased. Their land has been filled with silver and gold. There is no need, no end of their treasures. Their land has been filled with Go back to page 146 in your Bible. It's Deuteronomy 14, uh, 17. It's amazing how the Lord told them and told them and told them. You do this and I'll bless you. It's page uh, 146 in your film. It's Deuteronomy 17, 17 chapter. 
shall surely set a king over you, whom the Lord your God chooses. One from among your countrymen set as a king over yourselves. But you may not put a foreigner over yourself who is not your country. Verse 16. Moreover, he shall not multiply horses for himself, or shall he cause the people to return to Egypt to multiply horses, since the Lord has said, You shall never return again that place. He shall not submit wives for himself, or else his heart will be turned away. Nor shall he greatly increase silver. God told him that. Turn over in your Bible again to page 507. It's chapter 31 in Isaiah. <clears throat> verse 1, chapter 31 of Isaiah, verse 1. those who go down to Egypt for help and rely on horses and trust in chariots because they are men and in horsemen because they are very strong. But do not look to the Holy One of Israel or seek the Lord. Human nature hadn't changed in all these years. When the bank account is pretty good, our health is pretty good, things are going our way. Look at the rest of the story. We kind of put the Lord on the back burner. We all do. Every one of us do. When things are going our way, we put the Lord on the back burner. When the sky gets black, when we have a financial setback, when the doctor gives us bad news, or there's a shooting out in Santa Fe, um, California, all of a sudden, we pray. We're not supposed to pray, but when those things happen, it's okay to pray. Can you see how fickle we are? as a nation and as a people, even God's people. Even God's people. You've heard the statistic, I've quoted it before in here, that if you attend church twice a month, you are a regular attender. A regular attender. Can you worship the Lord on the golf course or at a football game or anywhere else? Yes. No wonder the Lord says, I'm tired of it. And that's exactly what he's telling the people of Isaiah that. He said, folks, I'm fed up. Because you don't, you don't listen to me. You're not being obedient to what I said. He said, what? Are you walking in the light of the Lord? Are we walking in the light of the Lord? What happens when we walk in the light of the Lord? We get God's favor. We might not have a big bank account, but we've got some of these things. There's a post that's going on Instagram. 
restoration, change, joy, peace, and healing. Hope, freedom, restoration, change, joy, peace, and healing. And it only comes through Jesus. Only comes through Jesus. Only comes through Jesus. He's telling us, he says this, You've got all these horses and chariots and your treasures are full and and your and your land is full of idols and they worship things that have been made with their hand. Um, the common man has been humbled and the importance, the important man has been abased. But Isaiah says, Lord, don't forgive them. Don't forgive them. He said, Enter the rock and hide from the terror of the Lord and from the splendor of His majesty. Proud look at man will be the base and the loftiness of man will come. And the Lord alone will be exalted in that day. The Lord alone. And let's hasten to go to the next verse, number um, 12. For the Lord of hosts will have a day of reckoning against everyone who is proud and who is lost. There's a day coming that the Lord's going to do what he said he was going to do. That he's going he's gonna to make everybody. We've gone through this when we went through Philippians. There's a day coming where they shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus there's a day coming. We later on when we get in Isaiah, he talks about the foundation of the world and he says, we're mere grasshoppers. And yet we get very prideful in where we are and what we're doing and what we can do. And God says, there's a day of reckoning coming. There's a day of reckoning coming. Verse 13, I will be against all these things that are big, the oaks, the mountains, the hills, the high towers, the fortified walls, the ships from Tarsus, and against all the beautiful craft. The pride of man will be humble, and the loftiness of man will be abased. How many times does it take to say it to be true? One. Look at verse 9. And the humble man and the man of importance has been abased. Look at verse 11. And the proud look of man will be abased, and the loftiness of man will be humble. Look at verse 17. And the pride of man will be humble, and the loftiness of man. Verse 17, and the pride of men will be humbled, and the loftiest of men will be abased, and the Lord will be exalted in that place. <coughs> now he's changing thoughts again. He said, but the idols will completely vanish. Now, he's 
talking about idols here. Um, when Rehoboam took over the son of Solomon and that rebellion with Jeroboam where the, the name was divided, what did the first thing Jeroboam did? He made some casts. He said, this is too far down to, to Jerusalem. He said, just worship these calves and we'll put them around in the territory. Just worship these. What did the first, first commandment say? You love the Lord. What's number two? Don't have any idols before me. Well, we, we very seldom have an idol in our home that, that, we, that we worship. had a good time this year. We've, we've read through the Bible. We finished it yesterday. And we got our coffee this morning and sat around the table and said, what are we going to read? <laughs> I said, let's read Isaiah chapter 2. But in, anyway, it's, it's been convicting for me because that's the first time I've sat and read the whole thing through and I have learned a lot because I spent some time with it and let the Lord speak. Idols. We've all got them. We've got these things that we put on, we put on the shelf. We put, we see. And yet Isaiah is telling these people, he said, there's going to come a time where you're going to throw them in the hole where the bats and the moles are. Verse 19. Men will go into the caves and rocks and into the holes of the ground before the tear of the Lord. And the splendor of His majesty and when He arises to make the earth tremble. And in that day will cast down into the moles and the bats their idols of silver and their idols of gold which they make for themselves to worship. In order for to go into the caverns and to the rocks and the cliffs before the terror of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty, he will arise to make the earth tremble. How many times did he look at verse 10? Enter the rock and hide in the dust from the terror of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty. Look at verse 19. Men will go into the caves and the rocks, holes in the ground before the terror of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty. Look at verse 21. In order to go into the caverns of the cliffs, the cliffs before the terror of the Lord and the splendor of his majesty. And he caps off the, the chapter with verse 22. Stop regarding man whose breath of life is in his nostrils. For why should we be 
God rejected Judah because of greed, idolatry, pride, and oppression. Greed, idolatry, pride, and oppression. <clears throat> Someone said one time that if the Lord doesn't judge America, He's going to have to apologize to them all. And we like it. But unless we turn around, we're doomed for God's judgment. Just like Israel, his own people, his own chosen people, he said, don't do this. This, I'll obey you. Uh, if you will obey me, I'll bless you. I'll make all these things. But if you don't, look out. That God hadn't changed. He's the same today as he was in Isaiah's day 3,000 years ago. In a hurry. Peter tells us that a day with the Lord is a thousand years and a thousand years of the day. From this point in time that that he that Isaiah prophesied, it was almost 300 years later when Judah was taken into captivity by the Babylonians. We think we got it. <laughs> We're good. Everything's rocking along well. There's no sense of urgency. There's no sense of uh, just keep trucking along. All will be okay. But if I read the Bible right, there's a day of reckoning, and God is in control. I don't mean to be gloom and doom, but it bothers me. It bothers me that God's people take worship lightly. If I don't go here, or I don't go there, if I don't have this to do this weekend, I'll think about going to church. It should be the other way around. This is Sunday. I'm going to church. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm out of time. Uh, now, hard be sweet to you for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs>
It's not Washington. It's us. It's us. 